Hello and welcome to Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I'm this week's host, Tim, and I'm obviously joined by my cohorts, Christian. Hello. And Cody. Hello. So if you're playing the home game, you probably realize that this would actually be Christian's turn to host. But um, if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll know that he took quite the tumble uh, and broke his knee yeah. legitimately. Um, so I have taken over responsibilities with him as he's still on drugs, albeit probably less now, I think. Right, Christian? Yeah, a little bit less, a little bit more coherent. Yeah. So he uh, hopefully won't fall asleep uh, in this podcast like he did last time, uh, even though I guess none of y'all will know. And I just outed him. But regardless of that, um, we're here and he's here with us. So what's uh, what's new with you gentlemen this week? Anything new happening with you in terms of entertainment wise? Uh, I've been going back, going back through um, uh, Critical Role. Oh, yeah. The first so season. I, you definitely tried to put me on that at one point. Uh, and I've been reading to um, watch that. Aren't they coming out with like an animated series soon? Yes. At some point this year, I think uh, it's coming to Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. Excellent. Well, is it uh, based off a new season or are they doing like season one? No, it's based on their first campaign, um, the Vox like Machina series. The first season or whatever? Well, I wouldn't call it a season. Um, for anyone listening that plays D&D, it, they played, they, they started a campaign at home before the stream ever started. And then uh, Geek and Sundry thought it would be cool to stream them so they started that and then they they blew up uh during their first campaign um and they're currently in their second campaign but the the vox machina animated series is based on their first campaign and i think it's the time in between their home game and when they started streaming i believe is what that's based on gotcha gotcha well Christian, anything anything you've been doing while you've been laid up in bed? I know we're gonna get kind of deeper into that as to know that you're doing anything new. Yeah, no, I mean, like I've been rewatching Friends as I've been in and out of consciousness um, uh, during this recovery time period. Uh, I've been uh, trying to stay up to date with Wandavision, uh, which isn't very hard since it's only an episode per week. Um, and then as far as games go, uh, I finished up the pedestrian, which was that, uh, kind of indie game that launched about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, and then I'm excited because Assassin's Creed just actually got its first title update in I think almost a month. Um, so that, uh, glitch trophy that's been tripping me up, I actually will be able to get past that. And maybe this later this week, get the, get the fun, finally get the platinum for it. So I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, if you're listening to this, it's already happened, but I know that me and Cody are kind of gearing up to watch the Nintendo Direct um, this evening. Um, I think Christian's going to watch it too, but me and Cody specifically are going to attempt to live stream it. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be something that's recorded because at this point in time, we've already done it because it's happening on the same day that we are recording this. Um, but I know that he and I are excited for that and what the possibilities of that may be, um, which you looked it up. What was it exactly again, Cody? Yeah. Um, if it, if it, it, I hope it's recorded, but obviously that's a, to be determined on technical 
side of things. Um, however, uh, yeah, the direct is supposed to be about 50 minutes long. I know it's supposed to have information on smash brothers and, uh, stuff that either they haven't talked about or stuff that is planned to come out the first half of the year. So it should be interesting. Yeah. And I know that we were talking about before we started recording about potentially, hopefully something Zelda related where they might do something with Mario, uh, where like, you know, they had, uh, Super Mario, was it Mario N64? Which one was it? Well, I, I never played the Mario ones. I'm sorry. Yeah. My hope. So uh, one of two things I think is going to happen personally, um, is so recently they Nintendo did the um, it was like Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario 64 in like one game or whatever. Um, and so I think either they're gonna do something similar for the, the Zelda anniversary and do like Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time and I don't know, maybe Wind Waker or something on a single cartridge for the Switch. Or potentially do like a a remake remaster of Ocarina of Time, which is what I would personally hope would happen. But that's that's just my own personal bias. Well, uh, I know that I'm very much in the minority here. Um, I don't actually know about Christian, but I know that for a fact you, Cody, have played all the Zelda games. Um, I've only ever played Breath of the Wild, which is I've been told is the least Zelda of the Zelda games. I don't know how true that is because I have nothing to compare it to. Um, but I don't know if you ever have played a Zelda, Christian. Yeah, so I've played a bit of Breath of the Wild and a bit of uh, Twilight Princess on the Wii. And that's okay. it. I think, Cody, you played all of them, right? Most of them. Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of like uh, side titles that I never got to. Like, I never played Legend of the Four Swords or... Um, uh, I never really played the DS games or the, the Game Boy games um, outside of like A Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. Um, yeah. So essentially, if it came on a console, though, you played it. If it was on a console, I, I, I've probably played it. Um, and, I, and I think so. Saying Breath of the Wild is the least Zelda like Zelda game. That's, that was going to be my next question. Is <laughs> like, I mean, it's not inaccurate because typically with zelda you know it's like you, you you have i don't know like two to four different swords in the game that you can get one being the master sword and um and breath of the wild obviously you can get a plethora of weapons yeah they all break that all break which is i guess in that respect it is definitely the most different zelda game um in the series in that respect, but it is otherwise, you know, at its core, the Elder game. Interesting. Like I said, I, I don't have anything to compare it to. So like, again, I've just been told that like, since it's so open world, that it, it's almost like, an open world game just with Zelda characters in it, so to speak. Well, like, again, I've never played the other ones. They're all open world. Um, okay. Yeah. They're all open world. It's, it's the where it diverges is the um uh the the weapon system and how everything breaks and the different types of armor well like there's usually a couple armor variants in some games but like in this case it was like there was like 30 different armor variants and it was the whole thing so 
And correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I know very, very little, little about the Zelda franchise. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 was announced, right? Yeah, and it, it got announced a couple of years ago, I think. Okay. Um, with it's, a very brief Breath of the Wild teaser. did kind of Breath of the Wild did kind of end open ended almost. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's definitely. Um, I don't think it's unheard of, but it's definitely not a normal thing for the Zelda franchise to do a direct sequel. That's right, because all the Zeldas, even though they all have Zelda and Link in them, are all standalone games, essentially. Yeah, so I think, um, and like like I said, I love the Zelda games, but I'm not like a diehard lore diving fan. Um, but I, I want to say that like they're all connected. Like they're all like reincarnations of the hero in Zelda or something like that. Um, yeah, so I think they're all connected in some way, but they're all standalone games. Maybe that's why the hero's name is Link, right? Because they're all linked. Huh. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I don't really know anything about it. Um, well, that's cool. Um, you know. I'm excited for it. Obviously, I played Breath of the Wild 1, so I'll definitely play Breath of the Wild 2. And just from my own personal standpoint, you know, getting, you know, playing Breath of the Wild and being the only real Zelda game I ever finished. Um, the whole game is fun, but the ending was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, if you do most of... Because uh, you can actually beat the whole game in like 30 minutes if you it, cheese yeah, it. It's possible to cheese it. Yeah, um, but if you actually do everything there is in the game like I did and put 110 hours into the game uh, like I did, um, the last boss fight is super easy because <laughs> um, essentially half his health gets taken out from the beginning. Yeah, uh, traditionally speaking, most Zelda bosses aren't that hard. Like, no. there's usually a pattern, like, you know, like in the early games, it was just like, you kind of had to hit them three times. And then as they went, it was like, you know, you had to hit them in a very specific way three times. And then there was like a phase two or, and then possibly a phase three, but like for the most part, they've pretty much stuck to that. So it's really not I don't know, difficult. You can make it difficult with the later games. I mean, you can put it on like, you know, a master mode or a hard difficulty and make it awful for yourself. But yeah, well, you know, by, by the time I did it all, so I had the Master Sword and the Master Shield, and I did all the god animals or whatever they were called or whatever. So, like, the final boss fight was really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could go into that fight with the... Because the sword and shield, they don't break, but they kind of lose energy. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of go into that fight a little bit handicapped if you wanted to, but I made sure to save all the charge for that kind of stuff because I'm that kind of person that I get that awesome item that you're like, Oh man, this is going to make the game really easy. And then I only use it on the final boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, but so yeah, the Nintendo direct, like I said, hopefully Cody and I will be live streaming it. Obviously, you know, if you listen to this, it's already happened. Uh, But hopefully knock on wood, maybe you can go ahead and watch our reactions to it because we're going to assume that we figured out how to record it and it's there yeah. on YouTube for you to watch. <laughs> Technical issues uh, permitting, it, 
it gets streamed, recorded, and posted to YouTube before this even airs. Even airs so you could have already watched it. <laughs> you either watched it or you didn't because it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watched it live with us and are now hearing us talk about it before we do it, or you haven't watched it because it's not available. Time is weird. Or, or you can watch it after hearing this, maybe because. We don't have a lot of technical issues. Ha ha. Ha ha. Having to replay the first half of Resident Evil 4 again. Anyway, um, before we kind of move on to the next segment, I this is kind of a brainchild of mine, and I kind of like the idea. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring up this new segment that we want to try to do. And it's kind of um, sort of involving you guys that potentially could be listening to this. Um, we're going to call it the fan service segment. Uh calm yourself it's not what you would think if you're talking about fan services in terms of anime um essentially in order for us to kind of interact with the people that are listening to this we kind of want to give you our advice on stuff that might be happening to you that you want three idiots to talk about um so essentially if you wanted to email us at some kind of message at gmail.com that's some kind of message at gmail.com just the way it sounds um and give us you know something you would like us to give you advice on we might pick it out and talk about it on the show um in that regard please know that like this is supposed to be kind of a light-hearted thing and that the advice we give you should not be taken seriously uh because it will probably be bad because we're just three random dudes on with a podcast um so if you do submit this please a don't send submit us anything that is super serious because we're going to be taking it in a lighthearted kind of fashion and uh don't take anything that we say um too hard because again this is supposed to be a fun little segment where we give you bad advice and joke about how stupid we are <laughs> um so yeah if that interests you you can obviously go to some kind of message at gmail.com and give us a shout out there with your thing and we'll give you a shout out on the show and give us give you the best worst advice that we can possibly give um with that being said we're gonna move on to the next segment and we kind of already maybe sort of talked about this um but we can get a little bit more deeper into it we're gonna do the whole what we play and what we do and kind of thing and i know i asked you like what new you're doing but you know besides that you know what have you guys been watching or playing uh Outside of, like I said, rewatching Critical Role, um, campaign one, uh, me and Christian have done. We've finished Leon's playthrough in Resident Evil Six, and, and how far is that in the game? It's, I mean, it's it's five chapters worth of stuff. It's roughly like a third of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's like seven to eight hours. Um, so we're, I, I'm working on editing that, and uh, we're working on getting Christian's videos uh, to me for editing. But other than that, I mean, it's been going pretty well. So, yeah, um, that's like what, probably like 10-ish episodes you have kind of lined up right there? It's like seven. Okay. Well, there you go. That's um. So you're not playing anything else yourself personally? No, not really. Playing the editor game. Playing I get the that. editor game. It's... All right. 
Uh, Christian, what are you playing or doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I did, yeah, I was gonna say, like I said before, I've been rewatching Friends, uh, being, uh, staying caught up on WandaVision, uh, Promise Neverland, which is the anime I mentioned a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been rewatching uh, as I'm lethargic around the apartment some of the earlier Marvel movies. So, like, I, re- I rewatched the original Thor and Thor 2 dark world i guess is what it's called because I, I could not for the life of me remember the plot of that movie at all is that the um, one where christopher eccleston's in it mm-hmm. where he plays like the dark the bad elf dude. the dark elf yeah. yeah yeah okay um go ahead sorry there you good i was interesting is it any better the second go around no <laughs> i was gonna say i can answer that for you it's not I uh, so like I enjoyed the original Thor, and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like you know, they they still got their like you know their little niche like humor to figure out, but like they're in the right direction. And then with the second one, I think they tried to throw in a splash of like DC, like dark tone. Yeah, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? I do not like this. And then when they came back for Ragnarok, I was like, here we go. Okay, now you're now you're back where you should be. This is good. Yeah, well, definitely Thor Ragnarok was the best out of the three, in my humble opinion. I think oh, so I would too. agree too. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, most people prefer that. I actually didn't really like the first Thor all that much. Um, oh, really? I mean, I didn't know anything about Thor. If I'm, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's a really cool picture of me holding the big Thor hammer that we had at the old movie house at the time, because um, it was just like this cardboard thing. And I picked it up because I was an idiot. Um, so that's kind of cool. But other than that, I don't really know much about Thor. In fact, I mean, I don't really know much about Marvel all that much because I never really read the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime one of those movies came out, I always had like watch it. And then once it was done, I would turn to my buddy Matt and be like, what happened? <laughs> explain <laughs> to me what I just watched. Yeah. Explain to me like why this, like when Thanos first popped out on screen, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Who's the purple guy? And yeah. meanwhile, Matt's having like an aneurysm next to you, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah!" Thanos, literally, like on the ground, yeah. just like <laughs> foaming at the mouth, just like going nuts. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the whole car ride home, I was like, "Please explain to me what Thanos is." Um, and you know, obviously, everybody knows who Thanos is now, but um, you know, well, at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe one. I mean, I'm sure there's different things that happened in the comic i mean i don't think there was a blip and um i don't know I, I i the only thing from the comics that i know that didn't happen was that like thanos like punched roadie uh in the like uh war machine suit and like blew his back out or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and i think they did you know obviously they went a different route Yes, I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, no, I was just gonna say, and then on the the conclusion of like what's what I've been playing and watching, um, I guess just tentatively. Well, uh, like Cody was saying, we've been playing Resident Evil Six, um, and uploading content for the channel. Um, that'll be uploaded weekly, uh, and then we'll probably continue on with the. I guess there's three co-op campaigns in Resident Evil Six, so we did Leon's playthrough, and then we'll be doing the other two over the next few weeks. And then just on a personal level, uh, I kind of have like a tentative schedule for myself to finally actually give Cyberpunk a try. 
Um, and then finally, just, are you actually going to get into it? Uh, let's just say I know I'm not going to go just for wait. platinum run. Just wait. Like I, I want to, I want to do. It's only what, like twenty hours or whatever for a single playthrough. Like I want to I mean, at least yeah. do that. It's good. But... Like you'll enjoy it. But I mean, at this point, you've already waited so long. You might as well just wait for the PS5 version. Yeah. Um. But anyway, and then if I don't do that, I, uh, I've been really considering giving Little Nightmares two a try. I know our buddy Steven Ooh. is uh really likes it, and he's already got it. And I think I was uh, checking out his profile the other day on PSN. I think he's already platinumed it, so I assumed he liked it. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Who's already platinumed it? Uh, Steven. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I think yeah. that game's kind of right up his alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard good things about Little Nightmares one. I've, I've never played one. Have you played one? I haven't either. So that was another thing. I was like, well, maybe I should go back and play the first one. And then to decide if I like the series at all, and then maybe get to. I don't know if they're like related in any way. Like if one or if two directly follows one or whatever. Yeah, it's got the same like characters or whatever that you play as, but I don't know if like this the plot or the story directly connects. Interesting. Well, um, let's see. Before I talk about what I've been playing about, we, we do a little brief WandaVision update now that we've all seen episode six because you said you watched it yes christian yeah i did yeah and cody watched it in the last podcast that Mm -hmm. we did um and episode seven hasn't come out yet because we're back on schedule um what do you guys think about it so real quick before uh we start i guess if you haven't seen episode six of wandavision that too but i've been hopped up on so many pain meds remind me where the start of this episode took place like what it was the malcolm it was, very, it was the malcolm, it was the malcolm middle, middle opening okay okay yeah okay and yeah it's the malcolm in the middle episode where like the twins essentially narrate the episode okay okay cool yeah, in okay the very beginning like they're doing the whole like talk to the camera thing mm-hmm. all right they do like the 90s punk intro mm-hmm. okay all right now cody go sorry <laughs> oh no you're good i um i obviously i liked it it was really it was really good i'm definitely you know curious where they go with it but like i'm having such conflicting like thoughts and theories about quicksilver and yeah so like i just i just don't know anymore yeah um I just thought that, like, you know, like we were talking last podcast that he might have just been Peter Maximoff as he was known as in uh, the Marvel first class, sorry, uh, X-Men first class um, and just recast. But then he at the end of the episode, again, spoilers, um, he has the same injuries that um, Aaron Taylor Thomas has. Yeah, he also had uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Sorry, whatever. I got it wrong last episode. Um, I, I really based off of you too. Yeah, no, so. and I got it wrong last episode. Um, yeah, and he also was like, he had his memories. Yeah. So that's where like, I'm not sure. Because don't correct me if I'm wrong. In X Men First Class, Peter Maximoff does not have a sister. He does. Right. He has a younger sister. Oh, okay. Not on screen, I yeah. don't think. Uh, there's there's one scene on screen, um, I think it's an apocalypse where they're they're watching like there's something happening on TV about the mutants or whatever, 
and he is sitting on the floor. Oh, it's when Magneto is like, they're, they're like searching for him or something. He is sitting on the floor in the living room watching the TV and he has his sister in his lap. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> but she's not his twin and she's obviously much younger than him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so he has a sister, but it's not, I don't think it's Wanda. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know now if it's like she pulled like, uh, X-Men Quicksilver's like body and her actual brother's like soul and like mashed them together or something. Or if it's, it's not even her brother and it's like, um, I don't know, some evil mutant or something that's pretending to be Quicksilver, you know, and like just intentionally like running the show behind the scenes or is trying to get Wanda to do something like manipulator. So I, I honestly, I just don't know anymore. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing was confirmed with episode six is that vision really is dead. Oh yeah. He, uh, he, he real dead. Yeah. Cause uh, again, you know, spoilers. Um, he tries to leave the little bubble that they're in and uh, it slowly starts deteriorating because he's not alive anymore. So um, Wanda apparently is really more powerful than uh, given credit to in the movies. Um, I don't know if I've ever alluded to how powerful she was before, but um, she's super powerful. Um, there's a, she there's also a does allude. Times. Huh? There's a couple times. Like she also. Oh, sorry, guys. She she did destroy the Mind Stone before Thanos reversed time and ripped it out of his head. So she destroyed. She had the power to destroy an Infinity Stone. So I think there was even a line in WandaVision where they're trying, they're like discussing Wanda's powers back at the, the sword base, uh, uh, sword operating base. And they're talking about like, hey, like, you know, I mean, like she was po- probably one of the most powerful Avengers before. But I think they even said something along the lines of something happened between when Vision died in present day that made her powers increase even more than what they were before. Because she's at a state now where she probably could have one v one Thanos and maybe even won. Well, she almost did, and like that's that that was the other part of it. Like, she held Thanos back while she simultaneously destroyed the Mind Stone. Like, I feel like if she had put everything into just stopping Thanos, she probably could have. Yeah. Um, um, she also mentioned speaking of her powers that and this might be alluding to it, that, um, you know, Pietro or Peter, whoever he is, um, asked her how she was able to do all this. And she doesn't know, um, but she does know that when she found out that Vision died, she just felt alone and empty and created this world around her. So it could be something that maybe she doesn't quite know how to control. Um, And also at the end of it, you know, when she finds out that vision is dying again, she kind of enters that trance mode again and sucks up everybody into her world, except for like four people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's probably the most uh, interesting thing that kind of came out of that last week's episode where not only did 
um vision find a way uh to leave but uh wanda also magically found some sort of way to enter this alternate like avatar state and expand this giant bubble uh bringing in pretty much every single uh sword agent that was trying to figure out how to get the shield down into her now little world mm-hmm. including cat dennings cat dennings yep. is in yeah. there now uh but not um whatever her name is starts with an r not rambo but that's her last name oh it is rambo okay cool monica first. monica monica rambo yeah she got out and the director of sword i think also escaped yeah. but everybody else um jimmy woo jimmy woo was also jimmy not woo got out and then the director of sword got out um which is good because apparently Monica Rambo can't go back into the hex, according to Kat Dennings' character, who I forget her name. Well, so I, I do know this about the comics. Monica Rambo is supposed to be a superhero. Oh, okay. Like she becomes like I think it's like photon. I I know I'm gonna get ripped apart if anyone watches this and hears me say this. It's like photon or something like that. Like she has like some kind of weird light powers or something. Um. And I, I don't know if they're going to try and say that she already had that, like, mutant gene or whatever in her, and then Wanda's powers awakened it. But, like, when they showed her the scan, and it was just pure light, she acted like she already knew. Like, she didn't care. So, um, so apparently, Monica Rambo, just to answer your question, because I Googled it, was originally actually known as Captain Marvel. Um, but I guess when that changed or whatever, I didn't really look into it much. You were correct by calling her Photon. Okay. But for most of her uh, career, I guess she was Captain Marvel. Not 100% sure on that. Again, please don't rip us apart for our ignorance when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the only other question I have left uh, asking about like WandaVision is like those twins, are they actually real? Because like, they're growing fast and they're seeming to be gaining powers every yeah. episode. So, so I, they, they are, they, they're can't canonically real in the, in the comic book world. Anyway, they are, they are actual, they are her children and they, they are mutants. One's a, one's a speedster and one's like a weird mentalist. Like she is. Okay. So they have the, they have the right powers at least. Yeah. And, uh, their costumes were correct too. Their Halloween costumes were like the um, the the cheapo version of their comic book outfits. Oh, even the the one kids was the same as Quicksilver's. So I I need to rewatch it. I know it was either they were both dressed as comic book Quicksilver or he was dressed as like um his actual comic book character. But either way, the costume was accurate to one of them. Okay. You're going to say something, Christian? Oh, I was just going to say, I brought up this whole concept and tried to explain, you know, what actually is going on in WandaVision to uh, my wife, Ashley. And so she was like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, back up. So this guy who's a corpse had babies with a live person. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. No. So here, here's the thing. WandaVision started like a week or two weeks after the reverse snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wanda got snapped. Yeah. She got dusted. So what I believe happened and I, what the popular theory is one of two things happened. Either she just manifested these kids with her powers 
I mean, she does have like the reality stone was the source of her powers. Right. I was going to say you didn't. You kind of jumped in halfway through my story there. I was I was going to say my defense to that. What <laughs> Ashley was saying no. was going to be that she had the reality stone. And so she's basically able to create whatever universe she wants to create and make it real within that world. Yes, but my whole thing was like in uh, Endgame, I thought the reality stone, it, it it makes it feel real, but like it wasn't real. Yeah. Well, no, it was the Mind Stone. She had the Mind... She was Her powers came from the Mind Stone, not the Reality Stone. Wow. Um, but the Mind Stone, along with the Reality Stone, are both gone. Yeah, all destroyed. The Reality Stone was in Thor the Dark World. That was the red goo crap. Yeah. Um, but they were all... Yeah, all the stones are destroyed and back in their original timelines, supposedly... Um, but to, to interesting point to what Kristen's saying though, uh, and to go back on vision coming out of the wall as he's deteriorating, the mind stone isn't the mind stone. In his head never deteriorates even a little bit. I just thought that like it, he hadn't gone that far into deterioration yet. It looked like every other part of him was falling apart except for the stone, which I thought was weird. Like I would have assumed that the forehead where where it got yeah, ripped out was the first out. thing to yeah. go. But it seemed in whole. So did she create a mind stone? Maybe. She is super powerful. Since that's where she got her powers from? Maybe. So, I guess there's only one real way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> but my my theory is that um they conceived those children's pre blip. Oh, like she was pregnant? Yeah, like they went, because um, in the beginning of, uh, I guess it's Infinity War, they're like. Yeah, they're on like honeymoon They're on or like this weird like honeymoon trip thing, right? Yeah, they're in Paris or something. And I feel like they conceived those children there. She got blipped. And then because of all the the cosmic energy she was exposed to. So she destroyed the mind stone right in front of her. Got exposed to that. Then it was reversed and ripped. And then she was snapped. Yeah. And so I think she got snapped pregnant. And then when she came back, because they still haven't talked about what happened to people that were pregnant. Like they, is that a thing? I I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's oh. the thing. It's like she was gone for five years. So, but they everybody came back the same age because they mentioned that in the Spider Man because that one yeah kid... yeah they all they all came back the same age and everything. So, but like they didn't answer a lot of questions, which I'm glad they're they're sort of answering it now. Like with like the hospital scene, yeah, with people just like popping up and like and it's just absolute chaos. Yeah. So like I want to know, did people that were in planes? When they got snapped, did they just drop out of the sky suddenly? That would be terrible. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Like uh, that would be absolutely terrible. (laughs) Like what happens there? I don't know. I I hope I hope that's not the case. (laughs) And the other the other weird side of it is like if like say a woman was pregnant and the baby got snapped before it was born. Oh, does she just like? 
this is getting dark. dark. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't like dark, how, man. <laughs> just saying. So real dark. <laughs> so either she was pregnant, and then using like everything that's happening, she like accelerated everything without meaning to. Maybe. But those kids seem. I mean, to... obviously, time works different in this bubble because it's daylight in the yeah. city with Wanda, but it's clearly nighttime and arguably maybe still the same day yeah it's hard to say like how much time's actually passed in like the real world versus wanda world world. yeah so it's it's hard to say because like to me it feels like people on the outside of the bubble it's still like maybe only a couple hours have passed yeah Yeah, (laughs) because when she comes back out she's only been in there for like a day or two but it's been like episodes and days that she's been in there right so who knows how time works in this bubble you know obviously there's a lot of questions that still to be answered and the only way to find out is to watch because there's still three more episodes left um they, but anyway kind of go ahead i was just gonna say uh real quick they did they did announce that the last three episodes are an hour long okay well that's good to know so a lot of questions hopefully to still be answered and obviously, you know, immediately following that, uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier thing show starts like two weeks after. That whole trailer just looked like an action movie. Yep. It's, yeah, it's not going to be a sitcom, that's for sure. Um, anyway, kind of bleeding to that. So I've also been watching WandaVision. Um, and when I haven't been doing that, because there's only one episode a week that I need to really watch, um, I'm a really big, speaking of sitcoms, I'm really a big sucker for them. I enjoy things like Friends and The Office and whatever have you on that. And I've always wanted to watch Modern Family. And I logged into Hulu the other day and saw that they finally put the whole series on there. Oh, good. I guess because it ended uh, in April of last year. Um, So I have been binging that really badly. I'm already almost on season three and I just started this week. Um, so I've been watching a lot of that on top of that. I've been, I, I've been playing um, a couple games. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm still playing through resident evil four with Cody. Um, so that's also up on our YouTube channel for you to enjoy and all my angry swearingness. Um, <laughs> but personally, I set something up to finally play persona three and four which i've never played before um and i set it up and i was like okay cool i want to test to make sure persona three works and then i ended up playing for like five hours one night um i haven't gone back to it since but i am enjoying it it's vastly different than persona five obviously because you know persona five you know was based off of three and four um a lot of mechanics are the same, but there is some interesting things that I'm kind of glad that they got rid of yeah. in Persona 5. But, you know, whatever. I'm still enjoying the game. And then, uh, personally, the one I've been really playing through, and it kind of bleeds in to the big discussion that we're going to have here in a minute, um, is Control uh, Ultimate Edition. I already, I already bought it, but the Ultimate Edition was free for PlayStation this year. Um, so I downloaded it. And I've been playing through it. And I was hoping to have it done by the time this podcast was going to happen, but it didn't work out that way. I'm about a mission and a half away from completing it. So I'm close, 
but I wasn't quite there yet, um, which kind of is going to bleed us into like the big topic that we're going to be discussing today, which is platinum trophies um, or just trophies in general that obviously because, you know, the platinum trophy, for those of you who don't know, the platinum trophy is what Sony gives you when you've gotten all the other trophies for completing various acts in any given game. Um, I don't know what it's called. Achievements it's called and everything. I don't know called achievements, but I don't know if there's like a master achievement. Oh yeah, I don't know what it's called. But for those of you playing Xbox that might be listening to this, when we say the word trophy, just replace it with achievement. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know why Nintendo does not have any sort of trophy or achievement system whatsoever. They're not a hardcore um, uh gaming platform and I, and I mean that in the sense of like they have third party stuff but they're they're mainly a first party uh, company so like they don't want their games to be you know like stressful even though I think yeah. some of them are but yeah. they don't, they don't want you to stress over trying to get like a specific thing yeah well I mean I'm gonna go ahead and say this I'm not a really big trophy hunter myself um, I enjoy doing it, but and here recently, maybe it's just because I've had a lot more free time due to quarantine and all that. I've become sort of a trophy hunter, um, where you know I obviously enjoy trying to go for platinum runs. So let's just start off this conversation with by, with with this: How do you determine if you're going to platinum uh, have a platinum run for a game? How do like how do I personally like, make that decision? Yeah, like, how do you say, like, I want the platinum trophy for this game. I'm going to make a platinum run. Um, it depends on the game. If it's a new game, new series, then I look at the trophy list. And if it, uh, if it requires, like, a, you know, like, do this on, um, you know, rip your eyeballs out difficulty, <laughs> then I typically don't really put much stock into it. And I'll just play the game, and then they left like that was literally the only trophy preventing me from getting it. I might do it, um, but if it's a series like Assassin's Creed or something that like I feel like I can easily enough do it, even though it's going to be work, I'll just I'll try and set myself up to get it as I go. Gotcha, Christian. Yeah, so I'm in a similar boat. You know, it's, I think, I mean, of course, whether it's a returning franchise sequel, whether it's a, a completely new game or a new franchise, I mean, first of all, I've got to enjoy the game. So, like, regardless of what the trophy list is, even if it's pretty achievable, like, if I play the game for the first couple of hours and just downright hate it, like, I'm of course, of course I'm not going to platinum it. Yeah. Um, but then, um, then I just kind of go through my list of, like, I guess run killing you know trophies um like cody was saying like the the hard or like ultimate difficulty ones is, is one of those um typically if the game requires you to 100 percent it i won't do it just because a lot of time is when you have to 100 percent a game there's a lot of random side missions and stuff that i just really don't want to do and it's really just taxing it takes so long to go through it um and then, yeah, or, like, if there's a specific, like, boss that you have to kill that's just, like, that one that's, like, the end game boss that's pretty much unbeatable and it's super challenging and, like, you just, there's almost no way you're going to be able to do it. 
um, that'd be another button killer one for me where like I, I'll still probably go through and get a majority of the trophies, but on, on no means am I like, yep, I'm going to definitely go for the platinum on this. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, and I think uh, like Ghost of Tsushima was a great example of a game that I wasn't necessarily planning to platinum, but I played it, really enjoyed it, and then looked at the trophy list and I was like, okay, this is pretty much play the game. You, you do have to essentially 100% it but it doesn't have like a bunch of like annoying tasks to do. It's like pretty much everything to under hundred percent. The game is kind of on your natural path through the course of the, um, uh, the three parts of the game anyway, um, with the exception of a few collectibles and a few challenges. Um, but like I a hundred percent of that game doing, you know, everything in it and enjoyed every bit of it. So it's, it just kind of depends. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Um, I, similar but different in a way i always look at the trophy list before i decide whether or not i'm going to platinum a game because there's a lot of video games that i like and i mainly like rpgs and platformers and action games like that so especially when it comes to rpgs there's a lot of dumb things you have to do to and we'll, we'll discuss a little here in a little bit some of these aspects um dumb things you have to do in order to get a trophy to get the platinum trophy to pop um so i always make sure that it's achievable a like i like i'm not saying i'm a master gamer here so i need to know like okay is this something that i think i can do um before i commit to it also if there is any and i mean any kind of multiplayer trophy I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a platinum <laughs> run. Um, I encountered this issue um, when I tried to go for a platinum run on Far Cry 5, only to find out that there's five multiplayer trophies. So I am at 85% on the trophy list um, for Far Cry 5. And that to me is platinuming it because <laughs> I'm never, I mean, Far Cry 5 has been out for so long that there's probably not a whole lot of people on the multiplayer anymore. I don't know anybody that was, you know, like, Oh, the multiplayer for Far Cry is so amazing. Yeah. So I don't even know if there's anybody that's like still playing it, first of all. Uh, and second of all, I'm not trying to get a trophy based off how many kills I get on an online. Like I feel like that's dumb to me. Like what why put, give me a trophy for something that's out of my control? I I, I don't understand that. Um, and Ubisoft, unfortunately, you know, I guess with Assassin's Creed, they're a little bit better about it. But if there's a multiplayer, Ubisoft almost always always has a multiplayer trophy on there because i redownloaded the 10th anniversary edition of scott pilgrim versus the world and i was like i'm gonna platinum this scott pilgrim <laughs> my favorite movie i played the game on the ps3 when it came out um yeah and we didn't played that together. huh we played that together yeah yeah i played it on there and i don't know why i didn't platinum then but i was like i'm gonna get the platinum trophy for this game now and there's freaking multiplayer trophies on there because they added a multiplayer for it first of all we, we can have a whole episode on multiplayer and maybe we will at one point but i don't think you need to have multiplayer for a game like scott pilgrim um it, it's fine just the way it is i don't know why you need to add this multiplayer aspect but there is so i'm probably never going to platinum it and that honestly kind of bums me out a little bit because i like scott pilgrim the game um so yeah i always look at the trophy list to make sure it's attainable and to make sure that um i it, there's no multiplayer trophies when you guys bring up the whole like ultra hard mode 
doesn't really necessarily, um, you know, stop me from doing a platinum run, but I will kind of be like, it depends on how much I like this game. Yeah, I will say that like it's not an instant, like it definitely shies me away from trying to go for the platinum. Um, but like say uh, I can't think of one on top of my head. Like if I go on the first playthrough and play on like normal, and I'm like, that normal was actually really easy. And I have any like thought that like the hard mode is actually gonna be pretty playable, especially now that I'm experienced with the game, I'll definitely try it. Like I won't, I'm not against hard modes by any means. I just from my personal experience hard modes tend to take games that i enjoy and make them (laughs) to where i just want to rip my hair out so like it's sometimes they're good sometimes i enjoy that extra challenge and but majority of the time i'm just like why why even do this yeah (laughs) like i've said this before on on the podcast my all-time favorite game is final fantasy 7 and i and i think i would i would say final fantasy 7 remake Mm-hmm. Um, but the Final Fantasy VII story in general. Um, but I have yet to platinum the remake. I've done everything except for beat the game on like you know the hardest difficulty and um, defeat two enemies that only show up on the hardest difficulty. Um. So kind of going on that regard right there. First of all, how many platinum trophies do you guys have? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, no. Um, I can tell you that I have nine and I should have had 10 um, by the time of this podcast aired. But again, kind of going back to control, I had some delays in playing it. Um, and I'm only three trophies away from the platinum trophy popping. So hey. I will have my 10th sometime this week probably by the time um, this goes live then was that i said you probably have the 10th by the time yeah. this goes so live. there is a good chance that by the time that you are listening to this whoever's listening to this i've already gotten my 10th platinum trophy which will be control um christian do you know how many you have uh yeah so before we started the podcast i looked at my my phone and so granted and we'll get to this i think uh, as one of the other talking yeah. points but about half of these are like kind of give me platinums yeah. But I have 37. Wow. Okay. I just looked it up. I have 15. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, kind of going on that. Um, the next question was gonna be what were the easiest and hardest ones for you guys to get? Like which one stands out as being the easiest and which one stands out as being the hardest? The easiest by far, and really it's just by default, uh, was when I did the save transfer from Spider-Man ps4 to the spider-man i don't think that one even counts and it literally just gave me the platinum it was like five minutes of trophies popping and then it was like all right you got the platinum okay but like the easiest action that you actually accomplished while playing it um it's either miles morales or astro's playroom okay astro's playroom was a really easy but fun one to do that was the hardest one for you oh uh, that's a toughie because I mean, I would say seven, but you haven't done it yet. I haven't done seven. Um, uh, so I don't think any of my now it's got to be it's got to be Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, yeah, it's Kingdom Hearts three. But even then, you found like a workaround for that, yeah, sort of. My workaround was uh, I took a break because it was too stressful. 
but didn't you do like one part like 200 some odd times or something like that probably i I, i've blocked most of that out of my memory it was awful (laughs) i mean i i loved the game but trying to get the platinum was horrible yeah see that's what i was talking about when i always look at the trophy list because i love kingdom hearts i wanted the platinum trophy for kingdom hearts but then i looked at what you had to do to get the kingdom hearts trophy list and was like nah nah, (laughs) i'm not i'm not i was same all the way i'm not doing that (laughs) the pretty sure it was like you had to synthesize a whole bunch of items and play the game on hard mode i think i think so yeah uh yeah it was a lot (laughs) christian what about you bud uh easiest and hard ones hardest ones that we're talking about uh so easiest ones like i say would have to be those that you know third to half of my uh, platinum list that are all just give me platinums is kind of what i refer to them as and it's the ones where literally all you do is just you play the game and by the time the credits roll the platinum pops yeah and the series that really fits into that category perfectly is the telltale games absolutely um which i think was honestly my intro to platinum games uh or to platinum games or what just whenever i actually came up was like hey like this is an actual somewhat achievable thing that i could actually do um but yeah so i think for the easiest ones um the earliest of the telltale games which i think was their walking dead uh series if I'm not mistaken, there yeah. might have been one for that. Uh, I know Wolf Among Us came out shortly thereafter. I've never gotten a single one for a Telltale series. Oh yeah, no, I've I uh, I, I mean, love... you earned all 15 of your platinum trophies then. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 14. The, <laughs> the um uh what's it called Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale games is of course my favorite just because it's yeah. related to my one of my favorite franchises. Um, but anyway, so. Yeah, those would definitely fall in the easiest category. Um, the hardest ones, though, these ones like I freaking earned these. Like these are <laughs> they, these just I deserve to have these platinums. Um, so I have a few uh, that okay. I'd like to share. So go for it. The first one that came to mind was God of War. Uh, uh, the twenty eighteen one. Twenty eighteen God of War. Uh, I platinumed you, it. And uh, okay, so it literally has like all of the things that usually I establish as run killers for myself. Like you had a hundred percent, you had to do a lot of collectibles. You had to beat things on hard mode and like you had to beat those bosses that are like, why the heck are these even in the game? Like, yeah. And so the Valkyries is what almost killed it for that's me. Killed that. it for uh, me. That's what did it for me. <laughs> the Valkyries, I, yep. you know, is like an end game boss where, you know, you basically, you have to gear yourself fully up, be fully equipped, level up all your armor and then even then you're going to hate yourself for probably a couple of days while you try to maybe succeed at beating them. Yep. Hard pass. Yeah. Um, but I did it. I, I will admit on the final Valkyrie, I think I played, I can't remember exactly how the difficulty in that uh, game was set up, but I played the game on, I guess like what I would consider normal mode, whatever, like the medium tier was yeah. uh, or middle tier. Um, but the, for the final Valkyrie, like the final one that I needed to get the platinum, I was like, I am not gonna let this thing defeat me and turn it down to easy just to get the platinum. I don't and even I- blame you because I see so you, you have to fight nine Valkyries, I believe. I think so, yeah. Before you get to the the Queen Valkyrie, which is the final boss that you're talking about, and I got to number nine, and it's so hard that I was like, I love God of War. 
and I want this platinum trophy so bad, but I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that that final boss, it 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 got me. So I, I I caved. I turned it down to easy, and then I was able to beat it. That final boss. Um, uh, and then so the just a couple of the other ones. Uh, Borderlands Three, mm-hmm. I consider hard just for the glitches alone like yeah. the game itself like i love borderlands the franchise the game the plot the uh, trophy list is pretty much just like basically do everything um but the game was so glitchy that a lot of the territories that you had to discover everything and a lot of the like um like circles of slaughter were like really buggy and you just could Didn't not you get Cody those. both get the platinum on this yeah yeah, we did. I think uh, Steven has it now, too. I just remember you guys doing the Circles of Slaughter together. Yeah, we were trying to get the Platinums at the same time. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah, it was Mainly because like there were trophies that were just bugged, like he was saying. Like There was a couple locations, weren't there? Like You, you couldn't get them unless you like were like literally like trying to clip through a wall. Yeah, like there was a couple areas that you had to discover that like in a perfect world you would have been able to easily do this trophy um but what we were trying to do was like get in a vehicle like get hung up on a certain part of a wall at a certain angle and then it would pop up and say that you actually discovered that area and then it would give you the trophy Mm -hmm. so it was not great um and then uh final two uh that i wanted to bring up was uh ratchet and clank i'm very proud of this one Uh, i love the series favorite uh, series of all time um, the one in there that almost prevented me from getting the platinum was the dang hoverboard races. Hmm. Uh, I spent so long trying to get like the top because you have to place first on each of the hoverboard races. And they're so like, you know, if you mess up once, like you can't fail at all throughout the entire run. And then you just, you have to, yeah, it's perfect run on each of them. And then the other one, like you brought up before, Tim, uh, Far Cry 5. I actually did platinum that. Wow. Uh, did you go online and do all the multiplayer ones? I, I did. Um, the multiplayer ones were not fun uh multiplayer had no right being in that game even at launch which is when i got the platinum there was not many people online playing uh the multiplayer i went to the lobby i did one match it took me 20 minutes to get into the match and then i just died horrifically the whole entire time i was just like well i'm done with this yep yep uh, luckily, I think it was only that you had like one of them was like you had to win five matches or something. And I was like, OK, so the odds are if I enter like 10, 15 matches, I could probably win at least like five. You know, that's probably pretty statistically accurate. Um, and it's which is kind of what I did, you know, just for like a couple of days. I'd go in, play a couple of rounds, maybe play like five, get like one win. And then I just do that same thing for a couple of days and I inevitably got it. But I think even now to this day, if you go on into like PSN PlayStation network and check the percentages for the people that have those trophies, let alone the platinum. And it's like point something percent. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, yeah. Um, so for me, kind of like with you, the easiest ones I ever gotten were the telltale ones. And in fact, that's the first platinum trophy I ever got was a telltale game. It was the, uh, Game of Thrones Telltale one was the first platinum I ever okay. got. Um, and I never played The Walking Dead um, just because I have such a love-hate relationship with The Walking Dead in general. Um, it's fair. Which I'm sure at one point we'll probably talk about The Walking Dead as a whole at some point. Um, but you know, I played the I played the Game of Thrones one. I played 
Tales from the Borderlands, which I think is my favorite of all the Telltale games. Um, and up there is obviously Wolf Among Us, which I think Wolf Among Us, they actually try to do a little bit something sneaky where like you had to do both choices. And if you're playing a Telltale game, for those who don't know, essentially it's just an interactive story where you kind of just, you know, progress at your own leisure through the story. And you, you have some choices to make that have consequences in the um, going forward of the game. Um, but I think in Wolf Among Us, they, there was a couple of trophies you had to get by doing the other choice. And it's supposed to allude to the fact that you have to replay the game. But if you beat the game, if you do all the episodes and beat the game, you can easily just select the chapter that's exactly what and, I did. And then even in Wolf Among Us, you can select the sub-chapter where the choice is made and just go back and play that sub-chapter again. I gotcha. So it was really easy to go back and do like, so there's like three trophies where I had to just make the opposite choice of what I did. Um, and I just didn't even bother making a save. I just got the trophy and then quit. <laughs> um, so those are the easiest. Um, the hardest one I've probably gotten um, was Persona 5 Royal. And I say Persona 5 Royal because Persona 5, I did not platinum because it's super hard. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, if you set it up correctly, you can actually do a platinum run in one sitting. Where in Persona 5, you actually have to play the game twice because there's a certain, um, you have to complete the compendium, which is sort of like the Pokédex for uh, Persona 5. And uh, in order to complete it, one of the personas you need, you can't actually get until you beat the game. So you legitimately have to like play it over again. Uh, there's also just not enough time because in Persona 5 Royal, to put it into perspective, you only need to max out one of your confidants to get the trophy to pop. And it's like that in Persona 5 too, but they expand on it except where you then have to max out all your confidants to get the other trophy to pop mm. which there's just not enough time in the game to do that at least you know for me when i was trying to figure it out apparently there is a guide where you can go through and get the most amount of trophies uh in one playthrough um but again like you, you do have to replay it because there's only there's one persona that you can get and there's one boss fight that you can't do unless you beat the game either so it really hammers in like the whole like you have to replay it again and considering that persona 5 is like 120 hours base game um you know i didn't really feel like going through and doing that again but i was able to do persona 5 royal because they made it they made it easier to do so um that by far was probably the hardest um you know the one that i had to do so yeah, I'd like to thank you and Steven for convincing me that I should play Persona games. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Persona 5 Royal and I Platinum did as well. But they were one of like 100 hours of my life uh, at the beginning of quarantine, I think, of last year. Yeah, yeah, it's 100, 120 hours minimum. I've, and Persona 5 Royal adds like another 30 to 40 hours of gameplay. So like you got 150 hours of your life, I think, stole away from you because you were involved in Persona 5. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's just to get to the end of the game. That's not even trying to do a platinum run. You know, Persona 5, I put 105 hours in and I didn't get a platinum trophy. So um, that being said, what's what's one of the what do, you, what do you think it was one of the most stupidest things you had to do to get a trophy? 
Cody, any come to mind to you, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. All right, so I, I will admit the dumbest and stupidest thing I have ever done to get a platinum trophy was for Rocket League. Oh. The, uh, the trophy list as a whole was not hard. There was a couple that was just like, a, okay, this is going to be really time-consuming, but it's not going to be hard. It's like, yeah, sure, I've got time. I've got, um, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll go ahead and do this. But there was one trophy that would prevent uh, – that was my last one before getting a platinum where I had – I think you had to, like, drive, like, 10,000 miles or something dumb. Mm. And I looked at the, like, you know, the log in the game, and I was like, let's see how many miles I've gone so far. And I had drove, like, I don't know, like, a 1,000 or, like, a couple hundred. And I was like, oh, this is going to take too, <laughs> too long. And, like, I Googled it, and I found this one Reddit forum where someone was like – you take your DualShock 4 and you put a rubber band around it to where your car just drives in circles and then you just set it down and turn your TV off, go to bed and come back the next morning, you'll wake up to a new Platinum. And I was like, ah, well, it's worth a shot. So I did it and it worked. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that was, it's definitely it was so, so dumb. I still yeah. can't believe I did it, but it worked, so. What about you, Kay? You think of anything? Uh, it's hard to say because one, I have a terrible memory, but two, I want to say the stupidest thing I've had to do is literally wait a month before they fix the game. Oh, really? Because playing uh, Valhalla, I had not the same issue that Christian had. Like Christian could have finished the game, but he couldn't have gotten the platinum because of a dumb glitch. I literally couldn't progress in the story to finish it to get the platinum because of a dumb glitch where a main character, and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, a main character was literally just dead that shouldn't have died. And then when it came time for the story to progress, they were just lying dead in the snow and you couldn't interact with them. So the game wouldn't progress. So yeah. it, it took like a month for me to get that platinum trophy because I had to wait for them to fix their game. Okay. So well, I, other than that, it's, it's everything I had to go through in kingdom hearts three. Yeah. Um, I have two that come to mind and, and, and I should preface the fact that like, even though well, both these trophies, one of them I accomplished, one of them I gave up on. And in both these cases, I didn't necessarily platinum the game yet. But it, it, the two stupidest things I had to do to get a trophy. And like I said, one I gave up on and the other I actually completed. So the one I gave up on um, was Final Fantasy X. Trying to dodge all those stupid lightning strikes. Um, if you've never um, played Final Fantasy X, yeah, there is a place called the Thunder Plains. And essentially, just like it sounds, there's lightning that strikes. And you have literally half a second to press the X button and you can dodge the lightning. Um, if you get hit by lightning, nothing really happens. You don't really lose any HP. It's just a little annoying thing that they have in there. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why, but it's in there. But and if you want to synthesize um, Titus's ultimate weapon, you need the item that it gets gives you for dodging 200 lightning strikes. Now, I should also preface it that the trophy says dodge 200 lightning strikes. That's all it says. Like, I looked it up before I started this and the trophy, hold on, let me bring it up real quick. It's called lightning dancer. 
And under the description, it says, dodge 200 lightning strikes and obtain the reward. So I painstakingly dodged 200 lightning strikes. But here's the thing it doesn't even tell you in the trophy, is that in order to get the reward, you have to dodge 200 lightning strikes in a row. Mm. You cannot. It's not just 200. Even the trophy itself says just 200 lightning strikes. But I looked it up. And in order to get the item that they're talking about, because when the trophy didn't pop when I did it, because I ended up dodging like 227 because the trophy never popped. And I was like, well, how close am I? You can go to like a little guy that will tell you how many lightning strikes you've dodged. And uh, there's a number for how many you've dodged and there's a number for how many you've dodged in a row. And my number that I've dodged was like 227, but the number I dodged in a row was like eight. Oh, So I spent like, two hours trying to dodge these lightning strikes and you just did the trophy never popped and i was just like well i'm not doing this because they didn't say it was in a row it just said 200 lightning strikes like i said if you google it right now it still says dodge 200 lightning strikes there's nothing ever mentioned about being in a row so um needless to say i gave up on that because i was like i'm guess i'm not platinum this game because that is ridiculous first of all like i said you have half a second to do this the screen flashes white and if you don't hit the x button as soon as it's done flashing white you get hit by lightning and you have to start all over again and i think this is the dumbest trophy in the history of forever that's awful so the trophy that i actually did get um was for final fantasy 14 because believe it or not even though it's an mmo rpg uh it does have trophies for it I didn't know that you got the platinum for 14. I, I didn't. I, 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 oh, oh, oh. I said I got the trophy for it. I didn't platinum 14. Because in 14, like, you props, have man. to level up every single class. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and complete a number of fates, which are free action time events. Um, but there is a thing called levy quests. And you have to complete a thousand of them. Uh, and you get a really cool title called like lord protector or you know lady protector if you're playing a female character um and i really wanted that so i did a thousand of them and they're not hard to do what's hard about it and what makes it really stupid is that you have allowances for them and they build up over time and you can get to 99 before you stop earning allowances and you can only carry like seven levy quests at a time or something like that. Um, so they're not hard to do. They only take like a minute or so to do, but like the real time it takes to build up the allowances to be able to get it. But, you know, I was really stubborn and one sitting where I was really involved in Final Fantasy 14, I was just like, I'm going to get this because I'm really close. And I did. And then I realized that I wasted all my time on a title that, doesn't really mean anything it just means that i played final fantasy 14 too much which <laughs> arguably i i have because it's the game i've wasted almost two months of my life in game playing yeah. not not over time like in game i've played that game for at least two months yeah. and cody's played it longer than me yeah. <laughs> to be fair he wasn't i'm not like, proud of that an officer in like a free company and like was reading raid parties. 
And you guys are going to be jumping back in with the next DLC, aren't don't, you? Yes. Shut up. I'm going to get, what is it, Endwalker or something? <laughs> and Yeah, I don't know. We're going to the moon, man. It's getting dumb and whatever. I'm all, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm going to start playing again, probably closer. I'll probably resubscribe a month or two um, before uh, the, the expansion actually comes out just to reacquaint myself with the game itself and make sure I have the appropriate gear that eventually will be worthless in a couple hours of the new new one but i'm gonna do all that stuff like i said it comes out in like october or something i think you said is when it was fall i think is just i I don't know if it actually had a date i think it's just fall but i'll probably start start playing again sometime in like june or july just to reacquaint myself because i'm a healer so i need to make sure i know what i'm doing before i get into this some some of this new content um but yeah, so I'll be resubscribing to it. I know that you have bowed out, Christian, and I know that uh, Stephen is pretty much in the same boat as is, is that, is that you guys are kind of, your time is over with Final Fantasy fourteen. but I can talk about a whole episode for Final Fantasy fourteen. And, you know, when the podcast, we get to the point where it comes out, we probably will talk about a whole episode about Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but uh, again, going back to kind of the trophies, I did get the trophy for the Lord Protector doing the 1011 quests and... Uh, it wasn't fun. I don't recommend it. And uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, real quick, um, kind of going into it. Um, do you think gaming was better before or after trophies? Like back in the day when there was no such thing as trophies or achievements, when you could just play the game and enjoy it for what it was? Or you think it's better now? I think it's better now. Why is that? I mean, it, I mean, it's a false sense of accomplishment, but there's still that sense of like, yeah, I did it. Even if it's fleeting and you're like, ah, it took me a 156 hours to do it, but I did it. Um, I don't know. It For some games, it, it gives me a reason to finish the game because like, for instance, Nintendo doesn't offer trophies and there have been several Nintendo games that I just gave up on like Mario Odyssey not that it's a bad game, I just I couldn't bring myself to finish it for one reason or another, and I feel like honestly, if it had had achievements, I would have been more inclined to pick it back up and been like, you know what, this is I can do this. I can I can I can hundred percent this game. But like, since there's literally you know no like you know un untangible <laughs> trophy to it to achieve, like I just didn't care. Christian, what are your thoughts? Uh, so my initial reaction was, I think it was life was better before, just on a personal level, uh, just on the matter of like, I lose enough hours of life playing video games as it was anyway. And then like trophies and achievements, whatever added on like even more amount of time that I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to play this game for even longer than I probably originally would have because now I want all these trophies. Um, but I do agree with what Cody was getting at and that like it does add a lot more to games. It creates a lot more challenges or reinforces the challenges the gamers already have and then actually physically gives you a reward for completing it. You know, instead of just being like, okay, cool. Now here's like a, um, 
don't know, some sort of random item in game that like once you stop playing that game has no meaning, you know, it actually links to your account and actually rewards you and you build up levels and stuff over time. So I do think it's a cool, cool thing that Nintendo probably will one day incorporate into theirs as well. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy trophies, but I also am kind of the person that like I just like to play games for games. Like I said at the the beginning of this podcast, I never really considered myself a trophy hunter. Um, and I still kind of don't because I, don't consider myself I really just play the game. Like I said, if I enjoy it enough and the, and the trophies look easy enough for me to like, well, not easy enough, but like attainable, um, then I'll go for a platinum run. But I mean, I play God of War. It's my favorite series. I never platinum single one, you know, um, I've I, I played more games and not platinumed it than I've played games that I platinum. You're know, like, I'm only on my number 10. And I've been playing video games since, you know, somebody put a controller in my hand when I was a little kid. You know, obviously, back in the day when it was just you had to beat the game, you know, maybe you missed out on some of those things that you didn't know. Like those, you know, secret bosses or cool side missions or things that you could do like that. So, you know, it could be better having trophies. But for me, I I can really take it or leave it. You know, I don't I don't not one of those people that's like, Oh, look at me. I have all these platinum trophies. And like, I don't like, it's like, I guess you were saying, Cody, it's kind of like a false sense of achievement where it's like, doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I just got the trophy cause I wanted to feel appreciated with myself for putting all this time and effort or, you know, or I just like the game. And I like to think that, you know, like it's my tribute to the people that made it of like, you know, Hey, you made a game. I really liked it. So I went and got your platinum trophy, even though they don't care. Right. <laughs> um, um, you know, like it, it, I could either take it or leave it. So, I mean, for me personally, you know, I know people that turn off notifications and don't even care about trophies at all. And they just straight up play the game and whatever happens, whatever happens. And they do that with every single game, no matter if they like it or not, they just play it for them and not what, what a studio tells you to, to do. You know, and if they find out the cool secret stuff, then they find it out. If not, whatever. It wasn't obviously something that they wanted to do. So, you know, so I guess boiling that down, you know, it just if you want to get a platinum trophy, get it. And if you don't, don't. So, uh, either you two have any final thoughts? No, uh, no, yeah, no. You did a good job, kind of wrapping it up there. Yeah, I think it's uh, as you guys were saying, it's trophies and uh, achievements and everything platinum especially it's a great way to give you that temporary sense of achievement to pat yourself on the back and be like hey i did it especially in a time of like you know 2020 2021 and covid and quarantine where life isn't what it used to be and (laughs) you're able to kind of be like hey cool i accomplished something today (laughs) but like in the grand scheme of things it means nothing yeah yeah All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So um, let me just say thank you for listening. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment. Um, If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers, or you can visit our website at www.skoentertainment.net for more information. Also, if you want to go there to find out how to contact us for the fan service segment I was talking about, that would be how you could do that as well. Um, also don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Um, but as we mentioned before, we're playing some resident evil playthroughs and Cody did a Hitman playthrough. So make sure you check out that to see all that kind of content. And finally, please don't forget to join us next week. 
because even in the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Bye, guys. See you. See you, guys.